Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Journey, a 16-week odyssey of grit, determination, endurance, and will, where the weak are exposed and the strong revered. From Bleed Entertainment, this is Falcon's Flight. Insights and analysis on your Atlanta Falcons. Now, here's Robert Taylor and your host, Brian Giffen. It is Falcons Flight Edition number nine as we wrap up week three of the regular season 2020. And it's deja vu all over again as the Falcons fall to 0-3, blowing another big lead and essentially being a no-show in the fourth quarter and lose to the Chicago Bears 30-26. to And there are so many numbers that we can get into, but we'll... First, introduce ourselves. Brian Giffen, Robert Taylor, thrilled to have you with us. Falcons Fly to Production of Believe Entertainment, the number one site for podcast professionals. Robert, I don't even know where to begin. The game got away, obviously, and the Falcons didn't do what they have to do to protect a lead, second consecutive week, and there's some historical implications with how bad the last two weeks have been. Well, a little speechless, but... I'm still out there trying to rally the troops and talking to fans on social media. You know, let's stick with our team. They need us now. But one thing I did this morning is I submitted some paperwork to Believe Entertainment to change the name of the podcast from <laughs> Falcon's Flight to Falcon's Flop <laughs> because that's what we're seeing. And this is not the first time in the history of the Atlanta Falcons organization, and that is a very familiar term. And what we're seeing right now is Falcon Flop. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 26 to 10, they led. And the Bears, of course, benched Mitchell Trubisky early in this third quarter after he tossed a pick. And Nick Foles comes off the bench. And Nick Foles, in a span of 4 minutes 27 seconds in the fourth quarter of this game, managed to throw three touchdown passes and flip the game. The Falcons rushed for 144 yards in this game. Nine of those yards in the fourth quarter. How about this? Over a span where you're trying to run out the clock of four possessions, the Falcons used a grand total of two minutes, 50 seconds of game time off that clock. And over that span, Matt Ryan, 0 for 7 with an interception that sealed the game. That ain't going to get it done. Yeah, and everybody typically, every week, everybody goes, well, who's to blame? They always want to point the finger at one person, but I just said this before we went on the air. Everybody down to the guy that washes their socks, it's everybody's fault. 
Everybody should be embarrassed. Everyone should be ashamed because of what they've done is is Dan Quinn has come out. Well, we're pissed. We're going to go Space. back and yeah, we're going to go back and we're going to look at some things. We're going to make some adjustments. We're going to fix this. And even the team and and maybe this isn't the Falcons' way of handling their business. But I haven't seen and and maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen a, a Matt Ryan or a Julio Jones or a Keanu Neal or anybody that could be seen as a leader on that team come out and vocally call anybody out, call themselves out, call the team out. You don't call your coach out. I mean, it's happened, but you shouldn't really do that. But somebody's got to step up, and maybe it's behind closed doors. Maybe that's the way the Falcons are doing it. You know, like you protect the house, you protect the team, you don't put your drama and your business out there. But I'm telling you, I have a hard time believing that these guys are okay with, well, there's still 13 games. There's still a lot of time, a lot yeah. of football. I, I'm done with that because let me tell you something. It, stats don't matter now. I don't care what Matt Ryan's done against the Packers. I don't care what Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, anybody, I don't care what anybody's done against the Packers because here's the only stat you need to know right now. The Falcons in the second half this season have been outscored 74-33. to 33. Yeah. It's pathetic. Yep, and that's where you either put games away or you give games away. Well, you talked about them a minute ago, and it doesn't get any easier. The Falcons go take on the undefeated Packers in one of the toughest places to play in the league, Lambeau Field. That's a Monday night game, and we will get into that a little bit more in the middle of the show and then beyond. Harper LaBelle, the former Falcon, will spend some time with us in segment two today. The last time we had Harper, we talked a little bit more about his career and the things that he accomplished over the years. This time, we'll get his thoughts on this locker room, this team, and what the mindset perhaps is of this group right now. Let's quickly get into our sound cuts. Dan Quinn on the Chicago, I don't know what else to call it, meltdown loss. Certainly the last two weeks have been no doubt tough and as challenging as, as it can get, certainly during the regular season. But I also say that coach knows his locker room and certainly know ours. And this is the strength of this group is ready to fight and keep battling through. So we got a tough team and uh, we're ready to fight through what we need to fight through to play like we can play. And we're certainly looking forward to doing that. So you want to fight like hell for what you believe in. And I definitely believe in this team. But uh, more than anything, you, you do want to fight like hell for what you believe in. And I do believe in this team. What we have established is what are the specific things that we want to improve upon. And one of those would you know, be some end-of-the-game moments, whether it's four-minute or two-minute, however those factors come in and work on to tweak. So that's really where our attention and our focus is to make sure we can put the players in the best spaces to do the best job. But having a lead and being able to own it and making plays when you're capable of it, that's where our attention and our focus is, and it'll remain that way. Well, you just knew he'd work a space in there. This time it was the plural spaces. Just kidding. But the Falcons were without several players who missed the game due to injury, not the least of which Julio Jones. But injuries are an excuse in the National Football League. Everybody deals with them. Here's Quinn on the injured players. I'm fully anticipating, you know, certainly getting some of the players back that missed last game. I think there was, you know, six or seven starters that missed the last game. And so we're hopeful that some of those players will have their opportunity to get back in Monday night up in Green Bay. Well, we talked about the bad offensive possessions and the impact on the game. Here are Quinn's thoughts on that. When you're having good opportunities and they're extending drives, you know, the defense is more rested when you have a couple that go the other way, that always factors in, not just the end of the game, but in all parts of it. So yeah, you want to extend those drives to make sure, especially I think on maybe one of the scores might've been 10 or 11 plays, 
And then we came back and had a short drive offensively. So, yeah, you like going through the defensive adjustments, getting things and setting your intentions on what's next. But that's how it plays out some days. And you got to be prepared to go and get your stops when you need to. And I think making the plays at the moment when they're available, you got to nail those. And we're certainly discussing those and putting guys in spaces to make those plays. And we're going to continue to work hard at those. Understandably, Quinn was asked if he feels he's coaching for his job on Monday. He didn't want to go there, but here are the comments he made. Anytime with respect to that, anytime I just take away from that, takes away from the team and and the focus for Monday night. So anything that would take my focus away from the team and playing as well as we can play up in Green Bay Monday night, we'll leave it there. I don't know, Robert. I don't know how he's not at this point. 0-3 is bad enough. 0-4 is disastrous. The answer to that question is yes, but I'll tell you why. One thing that alarms me a little bit, when I listen to Dan Quinn, I don't hear an ounce of passion in his voice in any way, shape, or form. I don't. I'm just a fan. That's just me. But here's the thing. I can handle tough losses and bad beats. Anybody can. But if they don't make a statement in Green Bay and either win or they just simply get beat, because there's a lot of times, you know this, Brian, you played sports. You can do everything right. Yeah. You can you can play a great game. You can play a great game defensively and offensively all around, and, and it's just not enough. So if we have a good game, I think he might escape the hangman's news. But if they roll up into Green Bay and do what they've done against the Bears, oh, Lord, and the Cowboys, he's got to go. One thing I want to see is better tackling because the Cowboys didn't beat us. We beat us. Yeah. The Bears didn't come back and beat us. We beat us. Uh, Foles definitely chucked up some touchdowns, but I don't think you can say the Bears came back and beat us. We allowed them back into that game. And that's the one thing that I've been saying, gah, last night watching Monday Night Football, you know, there was a few people in the restaurant, and they were just giving me and anybody that would listen really the business. And it's like for the third time now, the Falcons going back to the Super Bowl – have given up a two- or three-possession lead late in the game, and professional franchises just don't do that. Now, I know it's happened before. There's a Monday night game many, many, many years ago where Peyton Manning was down 21 versus the Jets, and he came roaring back. Buccaneers, too. But it wasn't anything that the Jets did. Peyton Manning just straight up said, we're not losing, turned on the turbo Jets, and, and went to work. But I don't recall a time. I mean, we are right now the laughing stock of the NFL. You know, there was a great coach that once said, we have identified the enemy, and it is us. (laughs) Yeah, the Falcons (laughs) are definitely their own worst enemy. (laughs) Well, speaking of Matt Ryan, we talked about the fourth quarter, and here are Ryan's thoughts on both the loss and the offense not being able to put the game away. Definitely frustrated. I think all of us are disappointed. It's been a tough back-to-back weeks of not getting the job done, so I think everybody's frustrated. We just needed to get into that first first down and we weren't able to do it and you know it's a credit to them i I mean chicago played well in that fourth quarter they did a nice job but we've got to find a way to get it done you know we've got to find a way in one of those drives to get that first first down to get a little momentum going put them on their heels a little bit and secure that ball game we weren't able to do it yeah we gave those numbers on ryan and obviously they're reflective of the way the entire offense handled the fourth quarter here are ryan's thoughts further on the offense's inability to make a play we haven't been good enough as an offense the last two weeks but as players you know you go out there and try and make the call come to life and that's where we've got to put our focus we've got to find a way in those situations to make a play and it just takes one 
It's a tough league, but a spark here or there can go a long way, and we've got to make one of those in these end-of-game situations. I wish it was one thing. That's kind of the tough part for us. It's not just one thing. And so when it's a different thing here and there, week in and week out, you know, I feel like we've all got to take a look in the mirror and find ways that we can do our own jobs better. And that starts with me, finding a way to make sure that I'm giving our guys a chance to make plays. Well, we alluded to the fact that Falcons were without several players in this game, not the least of which was Julio Jones. Here's Ryan on not having Julio in this one. You always would love to have him out there. There's no question. He's a huge part of our team and our offense and, you know, kind of sets the tone for us. But I thought our guys did a nice job of stepping up. I thought Calvin played well. Russ was playing good until, you know, he came out. We had a lot of guys that had to step up and play a lot more snaps than usual and be a great learning experience for them to see where they're at. Well, of course, after this one, a very tough, very frustrating outcome. Dante Fowler, the free agent who came here to Atlanta, the one guy who spoke up and did address the team after the game. Here's Fowler. It definitely wasn't a good thing, but um, a lot of emotions was put out and things like that. But we know that we lost this game, and I told him that at the end of the day, we're just facing adversity right now and not back against the wall. And right now, these times are basically here to see how we built, what kind of team we are, you know, what kind of players are we are. Are we going to sit here and just go in the gutter and just quit, or are we going to keep fighting, you know? And I told him, all I know how to do is fight, you know, my back against the wall, all I know how to do is keep swinging. So, you know, it's only three, but... You know, it's a long season. We've got 13 more games left. A lot can happen in 13 games. So, you know, we just got to look like that and keep moving on to the next week. Yeah, so there are your sound files for this week as the Falcons fall to 0-3, losing, blowing a big lead again, and losing to the Chicago Bears 30-26. to Time for us to take a break. On the other side of it, we'll have former Falcon Harper LaBelle. We'll get Harper's thoughts on the mindset of a team when things go like this, and we'll get into some more things with Harper when we come back. This is Falcons Flight Edition number nine. Brian Giffen, Robert Taylor, back after a timeout from Believe Entertainment. Mr. Hardwood is Atlanta's premier flooring expert, but Hardwood is just the beginning. Mr. Hardwood also installs laminate, tile, vinyl, carpet, and more. Your home is likely your biggest investment. Not only can you enhance its value with beautiful new floors, but our lifetime transferable warranty will enhance the value even more. If you stand on it, Mr. Hardwood stands behind it. Mr. Hardwood is committed to setting the industry standard for all your uniquely designed and professionally installed flooring solutions. Our number one goal is to exceed our customers' needs by providing value, quality, and exceptional service even after the sale. We take great pride in high-quality craftsmanship and integrity and are not satisfied until we have exceeded your expectations. Mr. Hardwood, Atlanta's flooring experts. To set up your free consultation, call Mr. Hardwood today at 770-318-8880 or go to mrhardwoodinc.com. Like in football, whether it's in business, recreation, or life, you need a game plan. Is your computer running slow? Is it infected with viruses or malware? Maybe you're a gamer and really want a custom-built computer specifically for gaming. Perhaps like us, you want a lightning-fast, state-of-the-art, solid-state drive to replace that clunky, old-school one in your machine. Your game plan for any of this should be Computers Plus. A lot of the components we use to produce and bring you Falcon's Flight have been upgraded or provided by Computers Plus. Computers Plus is located in Ackworth, Georgia at 3330 Cobb Parkway Northwest, Suite 154. But wherever you are, they can help. 
Stop in and see them. They also feature a full line of accessories and refurbished equipment. Give them a call today at 770-693-0769 or check them out at computersplususa.com. You'll be glad you did. It is Falcons Flight Edition number 9. Brian Giffen, Robert Taylor, and we, of course, dissect what happened at Mercedes-Benz Stadium as the Falcons lose to the Chicago Bears, blowing a big lead in the second half, 30-26 to the final, thereby rendering the Falcons an 0-3 team headed to Lambeau Field on a Monday night. This is a production of Believe Entertainment, the number one site for podcast professionals. And joining us now via the telephone line, former Falcon Harper LaBelle. Harper, it's kind of well chronicled what's happened here, particularly the last couple of weeks. The Falcons have had this inability to protect leads and put away games. And obviously it's very frustrating. I mean, losing games in general is frustrating, but losing them this way is gut-wrenching. Yeah, I've had to have a pair of socks or something soft and fluffy to throw at the television screen instead of uh, bricks or rocks. Remember in the days when they used to throw a brick at the uh, image of Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football? A bar <laughs> yeah. would do that, and that would be very expensive if you're a Falcon fan right now to be able to do that. But they've got to turn things around and fix some of the glaring problems that exist from the defensive standpoint, not being able to stop anybody. But, yeah, the biggest thing for me, Brian, is from a coaching standpoint, if I were a, an assistant coach, on any team that the Falcons have on their schedule. My biggest concern would be to make sure that my guys know no matter what the score is, we still have a chance to beat this team. That's what my one message would be if I were in Green Bay, for example, with the upcoming game. doesn't matter what the score is, guys. The Falcons will find a way to give us the game back. We need to seize it when the opportunity arises. Harper, good to talk to you again. I wish it was under different circumstances. Well, it is what it is. You know, yeah. we do the best we can with what we got. What message do you have for Atlanta fans? Because everyone knows how fickle and, and fair weather they can be as a former player and, and as somebody who's you're riding along with us, I'm sure. Give something to the fans. Well, the neat thing offensively is we are scoring a tremendous amount of points. It's we, we can't stop anybody. And we're not getting the points when we need them. That last drive or two that the Falcons had against the Bears, Matt was under tremendous pressure and there were passes that he made that didn't look good at all. And that's the frustrating part. Where is the consistency? How come we can't get that 32nd or 3rd or 4th point, you know, with the field goal when we need it to get the game? So my message would be the team knows that they've got to get better. I don't know why they haven't lit their own fire to get themselves going in a different way, but I think that that will happen. It did last year. Granted, 1-7 and seven is a place where no one wanted to be, but to finish up the way they did was good. Depending on <laughs> if you wanted the team to tank, and if they do it this year and get Trevor Lawrence, you got to fight with, who is it, Minnesota, <laughs> both New York teams. There's a couple others that are 0-3 that, you know, it is what it is. But there is some light at the end of the tunnel. I think the leadership that I haven't seen in a while is going to have to surface. And it's not from the guys that are highest paid. It's from the guys that actually do it on the field. That's who I want to be my leader and kind of get everybody going. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Harper, take us inside what the mindset is like when you're going through times like this. It's one thing to be 0-3 if you're getting blown out. It's another thing to continue to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. 
what would you say as a former player the mindset is like in the locker room? And obviously you get 13 of them left and everybody's kind of belabored that point. But at some point or the other, something's got to go your way. Yeah. Well, a lot of things have gone our way in the first half. I mean, building those leads are putting smiles on a lot of folks' faces that you say, wow, this team looks pretty good. We're stopping them on defense, we're forcing punts, and we're getting the ball across the goal line in a lot of situations, but not enough. And that's the part that's frustrating with so many different people, fans, even the casual ones, the media across the country. You know, we're kind of a laughing stock right now, the way we're losing. Even though the Giants are terrible, they can't score against anybody, but we're the ones that are getting the headlines because we had the lead and then we lose it the way that we did. So to get to your question, you first have to look at yourself and what you're doing wrong because everybody's got something that you could look at. The eye in the sky doesn't lie. And if you're making a mistake, somebody's got to point that out. But it's the correction of those things that needs to be done first and foremost. Two plus two doesn't equal five. But right now we're getting the result as if somebody's asking us what two and two is and we're saying five every time because we're getting cover two errors that were one guy was in cover three and I'm not picking on anybody I'm just saying that you know we could stop the run in the first half but we can't in the second why well let's figure that out and correct it and get to the point where we can make a stop when we need to or score when we need to and start winning these ball games it is very frustrating because we think the team is better than what it is right now we believe that we've come to agree that hey this Falcon team's pretty good they have a chance to win the division right just a couple weeks ago that's what we were saying but now it's like holy cow we could go winless so having the ability to look at yourself correct yourself and then without really criticizing or stealing somebody's job from them say hey this is what we need to do better as a group the linebackers the defensive line the safeties for example they have to meet and do things a little bit differently because the results that they get they're getting aren't working right now and then as a group the defense the offense you have to own up to what you're doing and realize that it's not working this way you got to get better in a hurry and not just say you're going to get better you got to play better and make these other teams that are beating the socks off us right now you got to stop that immediately you know harper i've always been a guy that says anything's possible there was a time when no major league team had, had come back from 0-3 in a series, but it happened. A lot of people, you know, when you go start the season 0-3, your chances of making the playoffs or turning it around, even at 0-3, get really tough, and anything could happen. Dante Fowler said, hey, we're, we're a great physical football team. And I think that's where everybody's a little just shocked, dismay, because of how they finished last season at six and two and it appeared that we brought some pieces in that made us even better and Fowler said we got to get better mentally as a team what are some steps as a guy that's been in the league what are some steps that they're taking this week leading up to that Monday night game to get better mentally and sharper mentally everything you said there is really interesting to me because you get a guy like Dante Fowler who comes in from another organization and does it a different way right yeah, you still got to go to practice. Yes, you still got to play in the games. But the Ram way might be different than the way the Falcons are doing it right now. And I would guarantee you that the COVID and the separation that you have, the social distancing, and the lack of time that you spend on the field together in meaningful ways has left it. Well, I don't know what the Falcon way is. How is Julio going to teach me the way that we do it here in Atlanta, which is different from what I did in Los Angeles? And with Todd Gurley and some of the other free agents that you bring in. So for whatever reason, for him to say physically we are good, I agree. And the mental aspect of it, yes, absolutely. I agree with him on that as well. So how do you change that? Well, that's where Dan comes in and 
even Arthur may have to walk into a room one day and kind of shake his hand at somebody and go, listen, I'm not mad at you, but this has to stop right now. We're playing for a Super Bowl championship each and every year, and we're not even close to playing at that level right now. We're not even close. Now, granted, the teams that we play, Dallas is one and two, but Seattle and Chicago are both undefeated. So it's not like we're going against, you know, some sloppy teams that are out there. We're playing some really good teams, but, you know, we're a couple of points away from being two and one and actually leading the division right now. That's how if I could, what I could have, should have, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we're not. We're 0-3. So we got to turn that around. And how that gets done is from the top down and from the bottom up. Everybody has to get on the same page and realize I made a mistake here on third down. I went in the B gap instead of the A gap, and that's where the hole was. And they got a first down out of that. We got to stop that, okay? Go in the A gap like you're supposed to and let our linebackers, instead of it being a seven-yard gain, it's a one-yard gain. Now they have to punt to get the ball back. Harper, I got some numbers here I got to toss at you. And I guess the way I want to frame this is you don't point any fingers, but obviously a lot of these things fall on coaching from the standpoint of play calls, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so the Falcons rush for 144 yards in the game, only nine in the fourth quarter. There were a span of four possessions where they're trying to put the game away, and they used two minutes and 50 seconds off the clock for four possessions. And Matt Ryan over that span 0 for 7 with the interception that sealed the game. Conversely, Nick Foles comes off the bench after Mitchell Trubisky throws an interception. And in a span of 4 minutes, 27 seconds in the fourth quarter, throws three touchdown passes. These things are borderline unbelievable. I agree. Isn't it amazing when you have it laid out before you just by the numbers? But how many times are we thinking in the past two or three weeks that we've had a three and out when we really can't afford to have a three and out we got to move it from at least the 20 to the 20 and get a field goal attempt out of it or how many field goal attempts have we tried where we're in the red zone and we've got to settle for three instead of getting seven I remember that in the Dallas game a couple weeks ago I'm going I I hope that doesn't come back to bite us and as it turned out it did you know I'm not the shell answer man but you're right The, the play calling in some cases you know it's third and eight we're running stop routes at five yards that doesn't make sense to me why would you do that you've got to run at least eight to nine to ten yards, and be able to get the first down. A stop route at five isn't going to do that under that situation. But the Bears did a great job, and let's just give Seattle and and Dallas credit where it's due. On third and long, they're putting tremendous pressure on Matt to get rid of the ball quickly. We'll give you five. We'll give you six, but we're not going to give you eight. And that's the part that I've seen that offensively, it's that challenge of being able to get somebody the ball that's going to make the difference and get you the nine yards that you need in that situation. You know, you can't throw to Julio every time. Somebody else has to pick up the pace and be that guy. Give me the ball. I want to take the last shot in the ball game. I'm just struggling because it's just tough because, you know, as a fan, and I played a little bit when I was younger, but as a fan, you know, a lot of fans see it as, they want to point the finger at one person, but you can't. In a situation like this, I told Brian earlier, this is all. The, this goes all the way to down to the guy that washed the socks. I mean, everybody in the organization should be upset, embarrassed, because fans, and, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but all they see is these million-dollar athletes who are professionals at their craft, and boy, they sure do not look like it. And I'm going to go positive in a positive direction with this, and, and I tell you, I like this. Every player, uh, well, not every player, but you know, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, I love the support they have for Dan Quinn. They haven't given up on Dan Quinn. They still believe in him. They all of them came out. It's on the website. 
saying, hey, it's, it's not Dan. It's us. We're not finishing for him. We're not finishing for ourselves. We're not finishing for the brotherhood. We're not finishing for the Falcons. Dan is fine. We believe he's the guy that's going to pull us out of the fire. We still believe in him as our coach and our leader. And I like that because I, I think sometimes coaches do get a bad beat because they aren't on the field. As a coach, you can have the, the best laid game plan ever on Sunday, but if your guys don't go out and execute, it is what it is. But I'll say this. Do you think Dan's still the guy to get the job done? Well, it's been a challenge. And if you don't mind me going back to initially what you said, any fan that's out there should know this. When I was playing here in Atlanta, Brenda Johnston, for example, she's been the secretary for probably 20 different head coaches in the team's organization. And Brenda would take those things home with her. And it would affect her slightly. She still had to answer the phone and be kind and polite and all that. But everyone on the staff was upset. And it affected them, you know, some of them physically where, you know, they weren't smiling on Monday because of what happened the week before. There was a dark cloud like in Charlie Brown where, uh, you know, only where Charlie Brown was walking, <laughs> there's the dark cloud and it's raining just on that person. A lot of times the organization and people within it feel that way. And other teams that I've been on, it's the same thing. Losing really does affect and has a tremendous impact on a city. Productivity, uh, you can look at reports after the Steelers lose on a Monday. The city of Pittsburgh doesn't get as much done as they did the previous week when they had beaten arch-rival Baltimore or something like that. So I appreciate your comment there. It does affect everybody, the equipment managers, the guys that mow the lawn, and uh, everybody in between all the way up to uh, Arthur Blank. In my radio career, I fielded a lot of disgruntled Falcon fans that have said, you name it, needs to be fired. I've heard people call and say, Arthur needs to be fired. We need to fire <laughs> Arthur Blank. Now, that physically can't happen, but, you know, I'm so tired and frustrated with this team, and I love them, and they're not winning the way we need them to. And uh, trust me, everybody feels that pain at one point or another. We're feeling it right now. And part of the reason, look, if we had a brand-new rookie quarterback who just come in from XYZ University, I think we give a little more leniency, right? But this is a team that's been crafted and put together, and for five or six years now it's been molded into the item that we have right now. And we're looking at it as a fan and as objectors to it going, what have we got here? This isn't what we bargained for. You told us to wait two, three, four years ago after the Super Bowl. We're going to get back again. We're going to beat the Patriots 28-3. to You know, We're going to do some other things. Now where are we? We're 0-3 in another season. Maybe lost very early. And it's frustrating for a lot of folks. I agree. So that's where everybody has to take it upon themselves and say, I have to get better right now. Immediately. The mistake that I made, I can't do that anymore. I've made several of them. You know, from the long snapper to your starting quarterback, I think everybody on on the same page, yes, we know that. But, but now, guess what? On a Monday night game in Green Bay, you get to do it all over again. And it doesn't look very promising, but let's just suppose we come out of that with a 40 to 35 win. That'll make a lot of us feel tremendously better about the season, about the team, and about rooting for this club. Yeah, winning a game that's a challenge of that magnitude in that place could flip the entire mentality of this group and give them a huge boost to get going, something they obviously need. Harper, as always, man, we really appreciate you spending some time with us here and giving us some insight that Robert and I simply can't duplicate ourselves, having not really been in an NFL locker room wearing pads and being a part of the collective mindset. It's great insight, man. It's really appreciated. Quick thing before we let you go, Georgia State, how are the broadcasts going? I know you lost a tough one against Louisiana. 
Yeah, that one really hurt because we had a chance to win it, and it would have been, you know, against a ranked team at home. It would have been uh, historical. And then we go and we, you know, the team is ready to board the bus this last week going up to Charlotte, and the test results said that there were four players that were uh, COVID active, and there were possibly 17 others and even an assistant coach. And then we find out the next day that that test was wrong. There were false positives. And we could have actually played the game. But looking forward to the East Carolina, you know, a chance for some guys, you know, after two weeks now, you know, they're they're chomping at the bit. But we're looking forward to another game. And thank you for bringing that up. It's going to be a challenge, I think, because, you know, you start with a good team that you probably had a chance to beat and you don't. So it questions your confidence level, much like what the Falcons are going. I mentioned it earlier. If I'm in Green Bay right now, I'm going to tell you Every guy on my team, from Aaron Rodgers to, again, the long snapper, it doesn't matter. If we're up by 30 points, we got to put the pedal to the metal. But if we're down by 30, we got a chance to win. We could win it by one with two seconds left on the clock because we can do it. And the Falcons have shown they can't. So that's the confidence level difference that Atlanta has to do. And I know we're wrapping up here, but I think the Georgia's it, – it happens in every sport. How do you come back from being punched in the nose – you're bleeding, you're hurting, and how do you get this other guy down to where he doesn't defeat you? A heavyweight fighter knows what that feels like. MMA fighters, now a football player has to go through the same type of challenge. You've been you've been knocked around a little bit. It's time for you to cinch up your belt, flex your muscles a little bit, and do what you do well, and do it in front of a, a huge audience. That will relieve a lot of the pressure that uh, the Falcons are under right now. Harper, man, we really appreciate it. Like I said a little bit ago, leave it to you to get a long snapper in there, by the way. Love it. Good work. (laughs) Thank you, Brian Robert. You guys have a terrific day. I appreciate your time. All right. That is the great Harper LaBelle, the former Falcon, spending some time with us here on Falcon's Flight as we try to dissect exactly what's going on with this club, which finds itself 0-3 and heading to one of the toughest venues in the NFL to play next Monday night. Time for us to take a break. But fear ye not, on the other side of it, yes, here it is again. The world-famous, or soon-to-be-world-famous, swirly segment coming your way after we dissect a little bit more football. Falcons Flight, a production of Believe Entertainment, back right after this. Like in football, whether it's in business, recreation, or life, you need a game plan. Is your computer running slow? Is it infected with viruses or malware? Maybe you're a gamer and really want a custom-built computer specifically for gaming. Perhaps like us, you want a lightning-fast, state-of-the-art, solid-state drive to replace that clunky, old-school one in your machine. Your game plan for any of this should be Computers Plus. A lot of the components we use to produce and bring you Falcon's Flight have been upgraded or provided by Computers Plus. Computers Plus is located in Ackworth, Georgia at 3330 Cobb Parkway Northwest, Suite 154. But wherever you are, they can help. Stop in and see them. They also feature a full line of accessories and refurbished equipment. Give them a call today at 770-693-0769 or check them out at computersplususa.com. You'll be glad you did. Mr. Hardwood is Atlanta's premier flooring expert, but Hardwood is just the beginning. Mr. Hardwood also installs laminate, tile, vinyl, carpet, and more. Your home is likely your biggest investment. Not only can you enhance its value with beautiful new floors, but our lifetime transferable warranty will enhance the value even more. If you stand on it, Mr. Hardwood stands behind it. 
Mr. Hardwood is committed to setting the industry standard for all your uniquely designed and professionally installed flooring solutions. Our number one goal is to exceed our customers' needs by providing value, quality, and exceptional service even after the sale. We take great pride in high-quality craftsmanship and integrity and are not satisfied until we have exceeded your expectations. Mr. Hardwood, Atlanta's flooring experts. To set up your free consultation, call Mr. Hardwood today at 770-318-8880 or go to mrhardwoodinc.com. It is Falcons Flight Edition 9 as the Atlanta Falcons at 0-3 travel to Green Bay and Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. And as if every game in the National Football League isn't a must-win, boy, for Atlanta, it doesn't get any more must-win than this one, Robert. And not exactly ideal conditions or the place to try to do it. I guess if there's a silver lining, if there's a time to go to Lambeau Field, it'd be this early in the season. Well, the Falcons historically also have a little luck rolling into Lambeau at times. I want to use the term must win, but I also just want to see the Falcons as a professional football team. I say that again, professional, play a fundamentally sound football game. And I know every Falcon fan will probably punch me in the face if they knew who I was, but I'm going to go ahead and say it now. If they play a fundamentally sound football game, a good football game, play calling, tackling, everything, all around, and they just get beat, I'll be okay with it. But here's what it boils down to, and Harper alluded to this, that we've been hit in the nose. Well, for Atlanta sports fans, this is like the 532nd <laughs> punch to the nose we've yeah. gotten. <laughs> You'd be a punch-drunk boxer. Yeah, it's already hard enough to be an Atlanta sports fan because everyone goes, well, that's Atlanta sports. Oh, par for the course. You know, it's Atlanta. They choke. Oh, it's Atlanta. So, guys, like, help us, Atlanta. And, again, here's what makes it worse because a guy the other night goes, well, we can still root for the Braves, and some guy down at the end of the bar, you know, with his, with his hand to the side of his mouth, ah, they'll just blow it too. So you're not doing us any favors. Now, I'm still the guy that says Atlanta. Hey, if you're the guy that wants to burn his jersey or, or throw his hats out, then fine, go away. We don't need you. You're not a real fan anyway. Because look at Cubs fans. That's what they did every year. Yeah. Hey, we'll get them next time. Hey, we'll get them next year. Hey, we're going to get there. And I think that's what we have to do as Atlanta fans is, yeah, is it embarrassing? You're darn right it is. But if we hang tough and we hang in there when when things do go right, it's all that much more fun to give these other cats that dog on us all the time the middle finger. But as I say, Atlanta, come on, man. You, you guys are professionals, but you certainly aren't playing like it. It's time. It'll be interesting to see as the midweek injury report comes out who's available Julio Jones, of course, didn't play in this game, as a number of Falcon regulars didn't. You hope maybe you'd get Caleb McGarry back on the right side of the offensive line. We'll see. But Russell Gage, who has emerged as a quality number three receiver so far, left this game. His availability is in question. Again, you don't make excuses for injuries. It is a war of attrition, next man up, all that stuff. But it doesn't make it any easier if you're without several regulars going into a place like this to take on a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. I'll tell you one thing. If I play for the Atlanta Falcons right now, I see every day as an opportunity to step up and get a starting role, to step up and make a difference. And that's what it should be. 
all the time, but now more than ever. Man, now more than ever, they're looking for somebody to step up and take the reins more so on the defensive side of the ball. The yeah. offense isn't terrible. I mean, what more? You know, I said it. I texted you. You, you can't ask much more no, from your right. offense. You're right. Uh, other than the fourth quarter sequences we yeah. talked about. But, yeah, from a overall production standpoint, no doubt about it. I think this Bears game was probably the first time you could really question the offense and the play calling, maybe. But, again, I wonder. You know, I said it to you earlier. Second and eight, late in the game. Why are you throwing the ball? Eat the clock. You have close to a three-possession lead. Even if you only gain a yard or two, yeah. you force them to burn timeouts yeah. down multiple scores. That's the thing I think that sometimes gets lost. You know, you might only pick up a yard or two, but when they're down two, three scores, they've got to burn those timeouts to preserve as much time as possible. And God forbid, I mean, you just go pick up a couple of first downs, something an offense this explosive should be adept at doing whatever quarter it is, however big a lead or deficit you have. And one question I wonder, you think Dan Quinn's trying too hard with the risky fourth downs and the fake punts and the, hey, we're going to pass it on second and eight late in the game? Like, is he trying too hard to change it up to confuse people? And maybe he's just his own worst enemy? Valid question. I don't know. I have a valid question for you. What time is it? Well, this is a very <laughs> special one. For me, anyway, I could draw some ire, but it's swirly time, swirly time, swirly time. The Falcons flight crew is intolerant of jackassery. Yes, we are. There is a special place where morons are plunged headlong into a blue vortex of irony. Vortex. Where imbeciles are irrigated, dumbasses are drenched, and abject idiocy rinsed away, where pompous assery comes face to face with porcelain, where chlorine, tidy bowl, and bleach administer swift, swirling justice. This is our Game of Thrones, where mindsets and hairstyles are forever altered. Forever. It is the Falcon's Flight Swirly segment. Now let's get this party started. I often ponder, is assery <laughs> actually a word? It is on this show. You betcha. All right. Once again, we have polished the handle. We have lifted the lid. We have added the chemicals to make the water blue so that we purify and rinse away the stupidity of this week's victims. And since I lead this thing off on a regular basis, I don't know that I have a very good on-base percentage, Robert, but I'm still leading it off, so I guess I'm still handling the leadoff role okay. Let's get to this. Authorities say an Indiana man, which uh, I used to be one of those, an Indiana man who robbed a gas station made off with food, drinks, and cigarettes. What he didn't steal was gas, the AP notes. The Northwest Indiana Times reports that a state trooper arrested 33-year-old Sean Harris on Wednesday after finding him stranded by the side of a two-lane highway with his vehicle out of fuel. <laughs> Police say the South Bend area man's blood alcohol level was above the legal limit. Authorities say Harris was arrested not long after he entered the La Crosse gas station, implied he had a gun, and took the items. Reports show Harris is being held in LaPorte County Jail. He made a preliminary appearance last Friday in LaPorte County Circuit Court 
on a felony robbery charge as well as DUI. Attorney information for Harris wasn't available as of Saturday. Oh, my. Hey, Sean, let's get your swirl on. Get over here. Maybe he can siphon a little gas out of our swirly machine. (laughs) Don't nobody go in the bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. Somebody open the window. You see the peanut? Dead giveaway. (laughs) Um, Enhancements. So, if he would have listened to our podcast... He would have known that if you're planning a robbery, you need gas. Because if I'm not mistaken, that's the second guy we've swirled for committing a crime and not having fuel in his getaway car. (laughs) Well, you know, we did mention that dumbasses are drenched. And I think Mr. Harris qualifies as one of those. All right, over to you. Well, it pains me a little to do this. But we have said on this podcast that we're intolerant of jackassery. So I'm going to hold the Atlanta Falcons to that standard. And Falcons, we are intolerant of jackassery, and that's all you've been up to so far this season. And you now have the distinct pleasure of getting swirled on your own show. Get in there, Falcons, and fix it. So you're going to add a little blue to the black and red. Yeah, that water's going to turn a little purple. Hey, black and red, you're in the can of dread. Get over here. That should have been like 53 splashes plus a whole yeah. coaching staff. Yeah. That's it, boy. Get in there nice and I'm just saying I love you, Falcons, but I'm not going to be blind to the fact. The reason that bad things happen to you is because you're a dumbass. And because you can't pick up a first down and you use two minutes, 50 seconds for four possessions in the fourth quarter when you're trying to put the game away. Come on. Yeah, and to wrap it up and get out of here... Like I said earlier, Atlanta, you're not helping us. Falcons, you're not helping us. So please, help us out. I will make. I, I will vow to you, I promise you, I will watch as many games as I can. I'll keep coming here on Tuesday afternoons and dropping this podcast, and I'm going to read and follow. But, hey, I'm doing my part as a fan. It's time for you guys to do your part as players. That's all I got. All right. And prophetic words indeed. Well, it's the Falcons and the Green Bay Packers Monday night at Lambeau Field. Atlanta seeks to get off the schneid in one of the toughest places in the league to play against an undefeated team and a quarterback that's on fire right now. Falcons Flight is a presentation of Believe Entertainment, the number one site for podcast professionals. Do you believe? We certainly do. Brian Giffen, Robert Taylor, that does it for edition nine. So long. Thank you for listening to Falcon's Flight. Tune in throughout the season for updates, insights, and analysis on the Dirty Birds. Falcon's Flight is a production of Believe Entertainment.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.